The following program may contain content that your kids would love to hear, but you may not want them to. Frank Cotolo. He just talks and 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 talks. And now, another absolutely unbelievable segment of It's Absolutely Unbelievable. Hi, everybody, and welcome to It's Absolutely Unbelievable, the program that just cannot be believed. And today, our guest is... Waldo P. Peckerthon. Nice to meet you, Waldo. Nice uh, listen, would you like to tell the folks out there what's so absolutely unbelievable about you? Well, Wolfman, I swallowed the Mediterranean Sea. No. Really? Yes. I thought I had a big mouth. <laughs> How exactly did you do it? Uh, with a very big glass. <laughs> That's absolutely uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Hey, thank listen, you. let me ask you, what uh, happens to all the space now? Oh, you mean where the sea was? Well, yeah. in about three days, I'm, I'm going to return there and fill it up again, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, excuse me, M- may I leave now? May oh, I... show's not over, though. Yeah, man. I know, but i got to go. you got oh, some men's room oh, around? Oh, please go. <laughs> Be with us next time for another absolutely unbelievable show on It's Absolutely Unbelievable. N train, the NP train, the NP train to the world of uh, neo postmodernism. <laughs> neo, the NP train, the NP train. What can I tell you other than I'm here? Watch your tape plus nineteen. Shows in a row. Pretty darn good here for this year. My name is Frank Atolo. My man's name is George. The title of the show. The Jiggy, the Jaguar, the Jiggulator, and all the other jignacious things are going to happen, so uh, stay with us.
Bard of Broadcasting. The Bard of Broadcasting. Ah, yes. Imitated, but never duplicated. The third man, the vegetable man. The Thursday man. There's a new one. Thursday man. I never realized how much that tune that you could stick into that tune, William Tell Overture, as a William Tell, or the Lone Ranger, however you want to, what do you want to call it? I don't, I don't give a damn if you call it Gone with the Wind. Not me. I'm Frank Cattolo, the man whose name joins the title of the show, and we're here, like I said, two straight weeks live. We're in sub uh, human temperature, subhuman? Yeah. Like in that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, where, um, you know, everything cracks. It's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> nothing ever get that bad. And you know, helicopters freeze up and, and, uh, it's, it's like so, it can get. It, it, there, no more. But there was, I guess there was a time when it got, could get that cold. Well, there were no helicopters then, so what do you know? Okay, so, uh, what we're going to do is get, uh, uh the Jiggy Jaguar on the phone. On the Skype. And he's going to talk with us as we do. We do this every year. Thank goodness we've been here to do it every year. Second or third week of every year. The Jigulator comes on and we talk about radio and how, uh, and lately, the last couple of years, we just talk about how horrible radio has become and how the whole thing is just falling apart, imploding, and how the, uh, the worst of the worst are still on the air. And no one knows who who's listening to them or why, <laughs> because we had different generations, and now we have uh, we never had never. I don't know about never because I'm I'm not that old. I'm not old enough to to be able to give you the history of ever. Okay, but I don't remember a time when there were this many generations available for media, because people as generations went on. People lived longer thanks to technology. I guess it's, it's technology, you know, just like this. And that's why this show has been able to live through many uh, uh, death-defying acts that I have <laughs> lived through. Wow, that was... And that same boiler, believe it or not, been going since we started here. I think we're in our 20th year. Wow. Um, but it's true. There's more people now. The, the generation after, no, before mine, of course, would be, they would be older, so I'm saying after, before mine, uh, are fading, but they're all living longer. See, that particular age group that was before, let's say, when I was a kid, 
that particular age group was smaller, and uh, they were the death uh, age, average death age, was younger. Right? Okay. People living longer, of course. Now, so uh, so if I if if every generation that began, well, the number of people who began listening to the show when it came on uh, back then. It's like 2000. That's right. Beginning of the uh, millennial, uh, the millennium. And I always remember when everybody said, Oh my goodness, on the, at midnight, 2000, everything's going to stop. <laughs> no more banking. No more internet. No more what? No more anything run by a computer would be shot. And that, of course, didn't happen because it, and, uh, you know, I wasn't that worried either because let's face it. If people, the people who were smart enough to come up with this whole thing <laughs> must have figured that it was going to be around to, to where the digits changed in the years, right? And the millennial. So I, yeah, I, I a little bit more trust in some areas have I than I should. And, uh, a little, and good trust, honest and deserving trust in other areas. So I saved my trust and my dis, I saved my distrust. For uh, people, places, and things, nouns, for nouns. I, I saved my distrust for nouns <laughs> uh, that I feel I can uh, justify. And that, you know, I don't come from a personal angle, but I guess from an objective angle. And I'm not saying that, I, my goodness, I'm not saying I am, uh, you know, this like I wonder what I how objective I am in a in a uh, a one hundred percent pie, which happens to be very good, and I really want one right now. You know, I was a giant today. I can't tell you, and I am trying to tell you. Don't you love that expression? I can't tell you, but I'm telling you that walking past the apple pie, the pies, they have pies at uh, the giant supermarket. In the case you people are outside of the territory where there are giant supermarkets, the giant supermarket, which is big, it's big, it's getting bigger all the time. There was giant when it was small. Now it's giant. It actually lived up to its name and its franchise uh, potential. I walked past. They have this table. It's got all the pies. Cherry pies, and I'm not crazy about cherry pies. I hate cherry, actually. Cherry pies, uh, pumpkin pie, all the different kinds of pies. But that apple pie that they have there, that really cost me some pounds before I started losing weight. That was just nuts. I could sit down and eat an apple pie, which is amazing because I can, I, I never ate like that. Uh, and, uh, but today, after the holidays, I cheated a lot, so I, I gained a couple pounds back here and there, but, you know, so I'm walking by that table with, and I went, oh, what's, exactly, I'll get a pie and I'll have it today, I'll have a pie, a piece a day or a piece every two days. And I stood there, and there goes the, see, that's how cold it is outside there now. See, that was the uh, bo- boiler going on again. Okay, so, and I'm trying, let me, but what are these pies, man? Uh, so I, I, so I got my, 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 I was gonna say stroller, you know, cause I used to, yeah, I used to go with a kid, you know, when I had kids, uh, I, I still have kids, I mean, when they were younger, and I used to stroll, I used to, they were on strollers, you know, but in the supermarket, it was me and my, my cart, my, my cart, it's a cart, isn't it? And, uh, I had one of those small ones, compact ones, you didn't have to buy that much today, and I circled 
the table with the apple pies. Telling myself, do not get that apple pie, do not get that apple pie, do not get it. Until, until that reverberated in my head, so it sounded like an entire chorus, do not get that apple pie. And they did not get that apple pie. And rolled on <laughs> to the meat section, uh, where I got uh, a big package of meat, so that my son, who was one the kid I used to run around in the stroller, could make meat sauce over the weekend. I got a kid who cooks. You know, you get to a certain age, and uh, you can feel your age and see your age uh, as you get older. And uh, okay, but when you have children, especially at the disparaging, dis- is it a disparaging age? I don't know, but let's say at the uh, uh, diverse, let's say diverse. That's not even diverse. No, it's the uh, something with the D. That's <laughs> not the distance between decades of me and when I had children. So my second kid, I was, you know, I'm pretty old. When my second kid came around, I was uh, 49. Yeah, and. So to, uh, when you see your kid uh, full grown, and you know he's been on the show, and he does his own show on SRN and all, and he's always around doing things, and uh, and uh, he just did uh, anyway. I'm, it's not about him. My point's about me. I'm walking around, and when I, that kid comes over, I'm like, he's taller than I am, and I know what they used to say about oh, he grows up so fast. Except I don't think they, I don't think the gravity of that passing of time hit people in the generation before me as it does me. I don't know why I think that. I think I do know why I think that, because nobody talked about it. They would say things like, hey, look, uh, look he's so big, he got so big, let me have another drink, you know, <laughs> or what, or give, where are my cigarettes? That's, this is what they would say, right? They didn't, they didn't look at it and feel it and understand it. There was no gravity to the understanding that they were that old and now they kiss. Plus, they were younger. Remember people married, well, I know they married younger, they did, but I mean, they had kids much younger when they were younger, see? So I didn't have kids when I was 20, I didn't have kids when I was 30, okay? My first kid came when I was almost 50, and my second kid came when I was almost 50. There's seven years, seven years between them? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, seven. So, uh, so, uh, so I'm a lot older than the average father in that generation back then. So maybe that that had something to do with the gravity. I don't know. Uh, but gravity keeps us here on the, <laughs> here on the ground. And uh, wherever Jiggy Jaguar is at this moment, be getting ready to be called. Now, I'm surprised he hasn't called already because he usually just jumps into it. All right? Except for last, was it last year when he had the flu and he didn't tell me he was sick? He didn't show up. But he did. I did uh, verify it. And I said, you're coming? He said, yeah, I'm coming. So I'm going to go get him. We're going to do this show together. And then you can uh, hear it if you don't hear it. If not hearing it live or you go, you miss it. Or you come back. Hello to you if you came back from Juice Talk. Hello to you if you came back from uh, True Talk. And all the other talk. And all the other stations that carry it. Later on, you can do that. I'm not going to push my books or anything right now. I'm just going to say, let's get jiggy. A little early. I, I really don't have a lot of things to say other than I told you. I uh, Heather Drain, I was in touch with. Yes, Heather's coming back. She's finding a topic. And we're going to find, yeah, you know, Heather's always got something. Uh, she'll be back. She's in the uh, Hall of uh, Fame 
We have a whole, what is it? The whole thing, the roster, the callback roster. I don't know what we called them. I have no idea. It's been too long. Heather Drain will be back talking about stuff. And, uh, Dr. Waldor, I have, is looking for a date. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for a date. I mean, to be on the show. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Popoli, I don't, he'll eventually call me and scream at me for not getting back to him, but that's just because he didn't get the email or he changed his email and didn't tell me or the phone number. I don't know. We just, it, it's amazing. Some people that lose contact and then I get it back. Uh, other people you lose and they're gone. Other people you can never find and you never could find. Other people find me. That's what happens here on the interweb. Now we also have this brand new Skype, which I must admit <clears throat> is, uh, what? No, what is he? Where is he? Hutchinson. Yeah, Kansas. Um, hello. This, uh, uh, Skype, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not a matter of getting used to it. It's a matter of the, of the fact that it's different. I move my mic around here. Let me get here so I can get uh, to the jig. Um, what else? Okay. Buy books, send books. You know the books. Okay. Craig Leaner's book about basketball, you got that? And, uh, uh, we'll mention him, I'm sure, tonight. Coconut Monkey Rocket, I hope you got some of, hope you went and got that for your, uh, as a gift for people. And if you have, uh, birthdays coming up, not you, I mean, if you know somebody who has a birthday coming up, you want to give them a gift. Coconut Monkey Rockets, you can get theirs, their, buy there, that's great. You'll like that, they'll like that, anyone will like that. We could do a show on pop culture. I'm just looking through these books. Oh yeah, that, my millennial guest who was in a car accident and, and couldn't be here. I'm telling you, I, I uh, no, I'm not telling you. I know, it just things happen as they happen. It's not like, oh yeah, you have bad luck. It's not that because I don't. I have actually have have luck, uh, more luck than not luck. So I've been the once in a while something happens. We're going to get that person on the iGen Gen Z or whatever that person. I'm not even telling you whether it's male or female. Right? That's going to happen again. I know it. Um, and remember, go to fcatolo at yahoo.com. You can uh, tell me if there's a topic you, know, you want to hear us talk about here or a guest. I'll find out if it's in the archives because we have so many shows right now. And we'll play that in between the shows uh, that I mean, in between the live segment here, as I did last week. When uh, Rory Flynn, the son of Earl Flynn, if you didn't hear that, you're going to go, who? The son of who? Is he a rapper? Okay. Um, and the pop culture show. Okay. We're going to have some of these people. I'm just looking through these notes. I haven't cleaned them out. Oh, well, we'll go through a lot of this stuff. Let's call the Jig Jaguar because he's always got something to say. Here goes. Oh, is that, is that a call? Is that it? Oh, it's a whole different sound on the Skype. Skype's got a whole different sound. Connecting, look. Oh, I'm sorry. James Jiggy isn't online. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> okay. The no James Jiggy at the moment. So that's weird and getting weirder. So uh this is where oh yeah, I call this is where you call. Jake missed call. Yeah, right. What does this say? Hold on, let me hit click this other thing. Oh crap. This new Skype, I'm telling you, I don't I don't like it. No mute. All right. And, 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 you know, when I updated, as I told you, I'm going to complain about this again. This is what the show is going to be about until the jigs comes on. Until, until then, what? Um, yeah, I'm going to complain about this too. It didn't take all my contacts with it when it upgraded. I, I, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> not happy about that. All right. Well, maybe I will tell you about the books. Maybe you should get the book. You know, you know, I could be, and, and I'll tell you something, I'm here talking to Jig, and I have this, 
I, 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 you know, I still like doing the show. I used to love doing the show. Now I just like doing the show. And I do the show, and I still do it uh, probably as well as I ever did it, even though I like it and not love it anymore, okay? But I'll tell you this much, right? What do I do? I'll leave this? Okay. I'll tell you this much. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just being distracted by the stupid sky thing here. I'll tell you this much. I uh, could be, I could be. Okay, that's him, right? Yeah, that's him. Okay, now, now he's there. There we are. Now he's there. I called the wrong Skype. Apparently. Well, you know, I was just complaining about Skype again. <laughs> oh, the, I complain about Skype constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the new version is just, it's nuts. I had to re It didn't take my old contacts with me so like you i had to i sent you a uh i don't know it said please be my friend <laughs> it's it is it is just i've got the super mario music whenever you call people it's yeah i i don't know i have no idea who bought it is no it, no someone had to have bought it <laughs> i <laughs> to uh to go in and want to change it all i thought it was uh i thought it um I don't, well, I don't know. I open up with what? Facebook by it? No. No. Well, I don't understand. Anyway. Stay here. You know, uh, but I'll tell you Microsoft, this. I'll tell you this much. It sounds, it sounds good. Supposedly Microsoft bought Skype for okay. 8.5 billion, but they did this in 2011. Hey, I, I don't believe they, I don't believe these multi-billion prices. Do you? No. <laughs> 8.5 billion? I don't know about that. It's like monopoly money. I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> How are you? Pretty good, actually. It is. Uh, it it has definitely been a very interesting uh, last several months. The holidays have come and gone. Thank the Lord above. I can't stand the holidays. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're That's into tough. the new year. And yeah. I'm about. Two weeks away from going to the great city of Las Vegas, so I can hang out with all the porno stars. Jeez, I, I'd I'd love to come uh, down there with you, and uh, <laughs> oh, we would have a blast! Oh wow, <laughs> we we could put together between the material that we would have. I mean, it would be like how many shows would that be? That'd be the rest of the, till summer. <laughs> It'd be great because I know everybody in the industry. It would be fantastic. I would imagine most of those who I did know aren't even there. How far back do they go? The uh, the, the well, um, let's see. When we were in Denver for Exotica, I ran into, uh, and I'm sure you probably, I'm sure that he was way before your time, but Peter North. What do you mean way before my time? I'm like I, older I, than I, you. Uh, <laughs> I know guys who were serving coffee on porn sets in New York before they even moved to Los Angeles. What is this one-upsmanship? But, I mean, there's Peter North. There's Yeah, uh, yes, I know of Peter North. I never met him, and I know he has his own production. You don't see him much anymore. He does production stuff, doesn't he? Well, what's funny about this is is there's another guy uh, that's that's in the business by the name of Evan Stone. Him I don't know. Maybe I know him by... He was telling me at one point after I did my interview with him, I said, he said, have you talked to Peter North yet? And I said, no. And he goes, well, he's here. And he's had some work done. <laughs> and he goes, also, he goes, he's got his new wife with him. And I said, what do you mean his new wife? And he goes, well, he was wanting to get out of the business. 
And then he got this new wife, and she's like, oh, no, you're not retiring. We're doubling down. We're jumping back into the pool with both feet. Too much money. So now he's back doing porno again. <laughs> money. It's all about money. You know, I, I don't even know how – I don't know how they make money anymore by – you know, compared to what they did, because they were, you know, yeah, the, they, I, they uh, jumped onto the internet before anyone, you know, and, uh, and said, Hey, let's use this. And they were doing well for a while, but now I don't know how they make any money as companies. Do you? I, it's all, you know, like weird, like down, like these, these, uh, well, well okay. Hey, if we're gonna go, we're gonna go that direction. I'll tell well, you. Well, we started. This, let's just this, talk about it for a while. This chick, uh, there is the, um, let's see, it would have been 2016 was the last time that I was in Vegas because I was a bad boy and I had my press credentials pulled last year, so I couldn't go last year. Uh, <laughs> but, that's, a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that story here right. in a second. It's quite fun. Um, I, I've learned that, uh, everybody is always paying attention to your social media. So watch your mouth. <laughs> I've learned that really? several times over, <laughs> but, um, from the beginning, I've been okay from the beginning. Cause I, I, I had my, I had, go ahead. What? Tell me. Okay. Well, we went out there 2016 and, uh, I had, we had dinner with this chick named Annabelle Peaks who is, I guess, kind of a big deal in, in the the porn world. I didn't really know her until there. I had had her on the radio show at one point, and then I followed her on Twitter, and she put a thing up one day about how she was trying to get T-shirts made, and she couldn't get anybody to make T-shirts for her because she's in the porno business. And so I knew some rock guy who basically that's what he does when he's not on the road is he makes T-shirts for, for bands. And so I got them hooked up, and so she sent me back a direct message on Twitter, and she's like, you know, I really appreciate what you did. She goes, how can I repay you? And I said, well, are you going to be at the ABNs in Vegas? And she's like, yeah. And I said, have dinner with me and my crew one night. And she's like, huh? And I said, yeah, just hang out with us. And she's like, okay. So we hung out with her uh, one night, and she was – and. We were originally going to hang out with her the first night we were there, but we had to do it uh, the night that we got in because – and this this is this is where it gets interesting. She makes money off these, these porn marks, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what she does is she has a – she has her entire uh, time that she's going to be at a convention – she has all of her dinners, her lunches, her breakfasts, um, like a snack in the afternoon. Everything is paid for by these fans of hers. And what she does is you get on her website and you sign up for a monthly membership fee. I think it's like 20 bucks or whatever. And then she has like an eBay marketplace set up on her website where her fans can outbid each other for the opportunity to hang out with her at a certain time. And then she has no problem paying for the meal or whatever, but, of course, they're, you know, I want to be a real man. I want to be a gentleman. So they will pay for it. So her entire time that she's in Vegas, like, for instance, coming up here in a couple weeks, 
everything's covered. And she was telling us that that's how she's been making money. Well, she came up with another idea this year, which I think is fantastic. She is selling her arm, essentially, and you can be her date at the mm. at the red carpet and at the awards. You mm. basically pay to be her date for the evening. And what was funny when we were hanging out with her in Vegas a couple years ago was she was like, well, um, we'll meet at a sushi restaurant, which was, I guess, across the street from the, the hotel. And, and she was like, so who's all going to be with you? And I said, well, you know, my girlfriend who's the camera person. And then I've got a photographer and then I've got an, a, a rap guy that was going to come out there with us. Who's a, who was going to do video interviews and stuff for us. And she goes, oh, okay, well, I'll have my assistant, but she'll sit in, in the corner somewhere of the restaurant. And I said, why? I said, you hang out with us. I don't care. Well, apparently when she goes on these dates, she has the assistant hang out somewhere. And basically the assistant is like watching to make sure that these porn, these porn fans don't do anything to her. Mm. So I think that's how she's making money. Well, I think you, I think you just proved uh, my, my point uh, because I noticed that first of all, Twitter has become a uh, incredible communications uh, device for yes. porn people, right? I love I love Twitter. Um, Twitter has become that's that's pretty much where I deal all, with all of my uh, but they contacts don't the porn people is what? is Twitter because they can't really do anything on Instagram because that's a Facebook thing and they can't really do too much on Facebook. Tumblr just uh, tossed out or made and Tumblr just tossed a bunch of porn people. Yeah, I know they made it. I don't know how they, I don't know uh, how you do it, to, but they didn't throw it out. They said, but, but here's, here's my point though. Uh, you notice that there's all these uh, personal one-on-one things going on uh, that, that these porn stars are trying to make uh, the porn girls are trying to make uh, money uh, on. They have these, you know, I'm going to be on the, uh, you know, uh, titillation cam or something. And, Yes. Oh, the webcam people. That is a that is another deal. Um, but but wait before you want. But listen, <laughs> here's the thing though. There is there in direct competition with us uh, with a plethora of amateurs because if you go on to Periscope and uh, you are just attacked. By girls who aren't, they're amateurs, except they become professionals because you pay them, but they're not known for anything other than being on Periscope. And if you go to, I don't know how you do this, but they have, they have a private, uh, what, a private section or something. That's, that's another deal she yeah. was telling us about. She does this thing with Snapchat. And, and then there's, and right, that's it, there's Snapchat. But sell, you sell this private Snapchat, and basically what you do is you have a Snapchat, and then you add people. But like with her, you have to go to her website, and you have to purchase the premium Snapchat. But I'm and, saying that there, she these... adds you, and then at the end of the year... She kicks everybody out and makes everybody re-up for the next year. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but what she's in great competition though, because every night there must be ten or fifteen more just doing it. I mean, they. they... Oh yeah, I. You know what's funny about this is I had a, I guess you would call her a friend. I I don't know. What well, one of my cousin's friends started doing premium Snapchat mm-hmm. here locally, and what she would do is like she'd go out somewhere and like. 
she'd go use the bathroom and she'd take take a take a Snapchat picture of herself and send that out and all these pervs would jump in and they've pay. taken over Snap. That 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 I bet you that is the greater percentage of uh, content on Snapchat. I would almost assume. So, so here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is between all these things, the uh, chat later and the uh, cam chat, you let cam chat and all Snapchat, this chat, uh, there's a, between all that, uh, you also have the girls, uh, going there. Um, even the professional ones go there and they still hit the road, uh, and do, uh, dances at, uh, they, right? they do the feature dancing. Yeah. They do the, uh, uh, they do these expos where they where they sell videos and, and I can't all I can't believe that there's you know there's so many of them and how can there be so many uh, people how can there be such a large audience now you go to the the convention uh, yeah. and you'll you got in other words if every one guy and I'm assuming most of them are guys okay okay yeah most it's either right. guys or couples okay well every guy or every couple uh, in order for the the people this in order for the uh, celebrities to make any money at all the couple the audience has to engage in uh, buying a lot of product not just like one i mean so you have a fan of this one right that and um let's see it would have been two three years ago i think the first year that we went which would have been 2016 2015 um they have this it's all free you know to, to meet these to meet these people you pay to get into the convention and then you know you can go from booth to booth and, and meet these people it's not like a comic-con where i got to stand in line for three hours to meet the green power ranger right and it's gonna cost me 150 bucks <laughs> <laughs> really? That's too much. That's way too much. But, <laughs> or, or the guy who was in that movie Flash Gordon. I don't know if you remember Flash yeah, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that guy. He was in he was in he was in Ted, wasn't he? He was in Ted, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is a documentary. I actually interviewed the woman who put the documentary together of how they basically got the guy who was Flash Gordon. I forgot back his name. In. Doing these comic cons. I'm trying to remember his name. Like Sam Jones. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. It is. I think that's it. Sam and Jones. It's, and it's so funny because, like, in the trailer, he's at this comic con, and mm. these the the Hawkman, of course, these these guys dress up like the Hawkman, go up to the the table, and they want to get a photo with him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Where do you buy these outfits?" And they're like, "Oh, we're welders. We made them." Mm -hmm. And he's just like looking at him, like, "Really?" You guys are making outfits. There's a part in the uh, in the in the movie for the the documentary that they made where the I guess the guy who owns the San Diego Comic Con had got a hold of this Sam Jones guy and called him up and said, "Hey, we want you to come to our Comic Con and sign autographs." Mm -hmm. And he was like, "What the hell's a Comic Con?" And they go, "Well, mm -hmm. you meet your fans and you're Flash Gordon and." This would be a big deal, and, and this is how much we're going to pay you, and we'll take care of your hotel, and we'll fly you here. You know, he tells him everything. And then and then at one point, he goes, well, what are you going to pay me? So the guy tells him, and the guy's like, and Sam Jones goes, oh, this is a con, and hangs up on him. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Sam Jones was making so much money doing what? <laughs> doing, yeah, exactly, doing what? And, and You can't so, even find him in a phone book. There's a million Sam Jones. And so then... Uh, his wife, I guess, had come home and she was, she was like, he was like, well, I got this phone call today from this, 
thing called a San Diego Comic-Con? Have you ever heard of this? She goes, yeah, what did they want to do? And he's like, well, they want to give me a flight out there and hotel. They want me to sign autographs. They're making a big deal out of this. And and uh, <laughs> she's like, well, how much were they going to pay? And so he tells her. And, and she goes, so what are you going to do? And he goes, I hung up on the guy. It was just a big, it was a big con. It was a, it was a freaking, you know, it was a come on. And she's like, uh, you better call that guy back. <laughs> so that's how he got doing all this stuff. Well, go back to the we'll go back to the audience. I'm talking about the audience and at at the porn thing. Do you uh... the, the people at these porn things? And and this is what's so strange because, like, uh, for instance, they're going to start this. Uh, it'll start on a Wednesday and it'll go all the way through Saturday. It'll go through Saturday evening where they have the red carpet and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> these awards and uh, they'll have all sorts of like first year that I was out there. We bumped into the the guy who did Amish Paradise or uh, or Gangsters Paradise, Coolio. I don't know if you remember Coolio, the rap guy. He yeah, was I heard of him. And there's there's just all sorts of people, you know, that you wouldn't you wouldn't normally think they're gonna be there, but they are. And so you see these this audience, and mostly Wednesdays and Thursdays, it's. You know, people that are either in the press or people that are just, you know, kind of maybe from the area, maybe from Vegas or whatever. But then Friday and Saturday, it is just porn mark after porn mark after porn mark. <laughs> and we're talking some of the seediest people you've ever seen in your life. What's hilarious about this is that commonly after the ABNs, the very next week, everybody has a cold and they call it the ABN cold. Or the avian flu. And it's because there's all these people from all over the country. Well, that's not, that's not uncommon at, uh, at, uh, you know, I used to cover and do uh, this horse show and everybody, they called it the drudge or something, you know. Oh, you got the, you got the drudge. Those places are like airplanes. They're like breeding places for, you know, germs flying around. I don't think it's because of the porn. I mean, Comic Con probably has a bunch of people coming oh, on sick I'm sure too. Comic-Con, yeah, but the, do you but, think? But are these people, these people who are walking around uh, the so-called audience, these guys and couples, they must, they have to be involved with uh, with multi things. I mean, they, it's like you don't go there for one. In other words, what I'm saying is, it's like a uh, like a music fan uh, used to buy like records. He used to buy a lot of records. Yeah. Uh, now a porn fan, uh, you know, can get so much for nothing, but still buys things and, and subscribes to uh, these sites and oh, everything. They have, they have these things like they have this one group that's called Clips for Sale, and then they have. Uh, yeah, like, but people uh, are buying. People are buying it. I mean, I, I just love to know how what an average, you know, an average porn fan spends. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, it can't be like, you know, well, I, I got this, you know, I got that Titty McGrew on the Titty McGrew's uh, website and she has everything I need. That's impossible, right? I mean, he's got to... a lot of times these guys are buying these DVDs because they want to have the chicks sign them so then they can get a photo with them mm-hmm. so they can stand there while they're signing them and chat with them. Like when we went to Exotica in Denver last year. There was this guy, he was, I don't know if he was Pakistani or Indian, I don't know, he was, he was, he was some, something like that. And, uh, he showed up 
And he had a white suit on every single day. He looked like he looked like the taller version of Hervé Billachays from Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know, write that down in your Catolo Chronicles notebook. You don't know who Hervé Billachays. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, HBO made a movie about Hervé Billachays fairly recently. It's kind of sad, but um, yeah. was it a but, short? It. it, it <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, too easy. <laughs> too easy. What? Uh, but uh, but that was the thing is that this guy he wandered around all the entire weekend and he was buying things from multiple people just so he could stand there and while the chick was signing the the DVD or yeah. whatever he yeah. could just talk with them and he was trotting out bags full of stuff but. I wouldn't say that that's that's your yeah. your normal part of it, but but like I was saying, there the first year we went out there, they have this chick, and I guess she's uh, real big into the 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 blacks on blondes kind of stuff on the internet, and her name is Sarah J, and she was doing a thing where she had her own booth. And you could come by and buy videos from her and talk to her or whatever. But if you wanted to give her money, if you wanted to tip her, as they said, if you want to give her five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, she would hug you, you know, rub her boobs in your face, mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And she had a guy standing there who was holding the money, and she was making a lot of money off these guys. <laughs> so... Maybe that's how they're doing it. I don't know. Maybe yeah, well, they're doing I, the Comic-Con method. I guess they figure everything they can possibly do when they're live. But, I mean, when they're not, you know, most of the year they're just trying to hawk their uh, their products. But you go to other you go to uh, uh, other conventions, uh, right? Don't you do other? Okay. We go to the Comic-Cons. We go to the... Now, what's like... the difference between... Uh, uh, what do you what do you think? Or, no, not difference. What is similar about... Uh, the uh, a convention with porn people and a convention with the uh, com- people dressed like com. It's probably sim- a lot of similarities to the type of people, right? That that it, like a lot thing. of the a lot of the people are the same. I know, like with the comic cons, people are people are doing this cosplay thing where they dress up like whoever the popular comic book character is. Like when Deadpool came out, there's a billion people dressed up like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Or a billion people dressed up like Wolverine from the <laughs> from the movies, and I've noticed this at the at the porn conventions. There are the first year that we went, <laughs> only we, there are, there are people undressed like <laughs> you know. What's funny about that is what? at the Hard Rock Hotel, they wouldn't let anybody show their nipples. Everybody had to wear pasties because they were a quote unquote family hotel. Mm. And I don't do it. Just I don't do it. Just put those pasties on. So, and it's PG, pasty uh, generated. But but what's funny is the first year that we went out there, we took we we took my little photographer buddy Bob Hunter, and Bob would take would just go from you know booth to booth. He'd be taking photos, and he ended up seeing various people who he thought were porn people. And they were dressed a certain way or they were, you know, passing out different things or whatever. They weren't in the porn industry. They essentially had just shown up to try to get people to pay attention to them. Hmm. 
And that's kind of what some of these Comic-Cons are, is that there are people that will show up to these Comic-Cons, and they don't have a booth. They don't have anything. They're just cosplaying, and they're passing out business cards. Uh, now, what are they... What what are the booths at Comic Con for? Because I mean, there aren't comic books still come out, of course, but they're you know they're. Like, oh, there's there's people what do they who do? Sell, there's comic book uh, booths. There's people who are selling vintage action figures. Okay. There, uh, yeah. People that are selling things on how to protect your your comics, like sleeves and. Yeah. Uh, there was there's guys that are selling. Like I did an interview one year with a guy who was selling this this Wi-Fi enabled backpack, and you could have all these different chargers on it, so you would never ever have to, you know, have your cell phone or tablet not be charged. Um, there's these cosplay booths where these, and I don't know how the hell these people get away with all this with this intellectual property stuff, but mm-hmm. there's these people who will dress up like. Oh, like, for instance, uh, all the Mortal Kombat characters, and they'll dress up like the Mortal Kombat video game characters, and they'll take pictures as those characters in those outfits, and then they sell those photos. Well, I guess that's that's just, well, I don't know how to get away with that either. Or they'll, uh, like, uh, which is kind of funny, I I, I think we got, I think this kind of got, I think this interview might might have gotten the attention of the Comic Con people, which is why they they put a line in the press credentials this year about how you can't make fun of the exit people who are exhibiting or the cosplayers because I think maybe they saw our video making fun of one of the cosplayers mm-hmm. last year. But uh, last year, me and my friend Kenny Zombie Jones uh, went <laughs> and interviewed a cosplay GI Joe group. They were dressed up like the G.I. Joe guys. Wow, that's cool. And one back. of them, and one of them was Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sergeant Slaughter he was also a professional wrestler. So we went up to the guy dressed up as Sergeant Slaughter, and all Kenny asked him was WWF-related questions. Well, the guy didn't know who Sergeant Slaughter was. He just knew Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe. And so it it was it was kind of awkward and. Uh, at the end, you know, we kind of moved on, but we we got a chuckle out of it because the guys dressed up like Sergeant Slaughter. We're not asking him Sergeant Slaughter questions. We're asking him WWE related Sergeant Slaughter questions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they'll have uh, one of the things that they do at these comic cons, like I was saying earlier, is some of the strangest things. Like they have these these celebrities. They call them celebrities. Some of them are not quite celebrities, but. Uh, like one year they had the Green Ranger from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers at mm-hmm. uh, this Comic-Con. This guy had a line around the block. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> um, they have, uh, like last year they had Ron Perlman there who was Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah. yeah. Yes, he was there. And he had a line, you know, out the door. But what's what's bad about these? <laughs> I know I'm just gonna get in trouble for all the things I say. But um, what's what's bad about the Comic Con experience? Which I don't have to. I don't ever really have to worry about what the what the porno convention experience because everybody that's involved in that process is in that business. But the Comic Con people, 
There's a select group of people that are in the Comic-Con business, but then there's a select group of them where they're just volunteers or they're, you know, people that work on the Comic-Con or whatever. Like, for instance, last year, um, I was trying to get an interview with Ric Flair, the, uh, the wrestler, the nature boy. And his agent is the same agent as Ron Perlman's agent. Well... I went up to one of the Comic-Con people, and I said, hey, I want to, you know, try to talk to Ric Flair. And she's like, well, we'll have to go talk to his agent, and he's over at Ron Perlman's booth. I'll take you over there. So she takes me over there. And Ron Perlman was, you know, talking to, he, he was talking to a couple different people who were standing up there getting autographs from him. And there was this kid in a wheelchair getting ready to get a photo with Ron Perlman. And Ron stands up from his booth, and he comes around the side. And while we're standing there, this chick is telling me about all this stuff that her and Ron Perlman have done. How, you know, the other night they had dinner together and how, you know, oh, my God, her hotel room is like right next to Ron's and, and uh, all this stuff. And and she's acting like that she's like buddy-buddy with Ron Perlman. And it's like clearly you're just someone who is volunteering here at this Comic-Con. <laughs> mm. You're not a big deal. You're not his buddy. You're not pen pals with him. And Ron gets ready to get up out of his booth, and he and he taps her on the shoulder, and he says, I need you to scoot over here so I can get this photo with this young man. And it was the guy in the wheelchair. And she stands there, and she goes, oh, okay, Ron, anything you need. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, you're not pals with him. He just asked you to get the hell out of the way so you could take a picture. And... <laughs> It's just like all these Comic-Con people are just so into that world. Yeah. yeah well, and yeah, it, look. Separate. Look. <laughs> you know, it's like Ron Perlman's being paid a flat fee. They took care of his hotel and, and his flight, and he's making money off the fact that these people are coming up here and paying him for autographs and for photos. You're simply someone with a yellow vest that says volunteer. Everyone who goes to any uh, specific kind of convention is totally into it, right? I mean, you're going to find these are these are fanatics. I mean, gun gun uh, conventions and places with guns. These guys know everything about guns. They talk to each other about guns, and they're probably kind of weird in their own way. The comics. Do you go to wrestler? Is there a wrestling convention? There, there are wrestling conventions. They they merge these. uh, Like for instance, with this Comic Con, they will have. Sometimes they'll have wrestlers at these conventions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, for instance, uh, last year, we were walking around talking to, talking to these cosplayers and all these different things. And someone mentioned to me and Kenny, they're like, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is here. That's Kenny Zombie? Is that the zombie guy? Kenny? They're they're mentioned to us, well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is here. Oh. And I'm like, oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was, you know, in the the 80s, you know, WF. he didn't ever have a belt or anything. He was just, you know, a guy who held an American flag and two by four and yelled "ho" as loud as he could. So we go. So Kenny takes off running like a little girl. Oh my God, hacksaw Jim Duggan! It was like the Beatles had had come over and he was on Ed Sullivan, and he's <laughs> he's running down this this concourse, and I go over there and I, you know, start talking to Jim to Jim Duggan. It's not a big deal. And I said, what are you doing here? You're not in the guide. What, what, what's the deal? And he goes, oh, my daughter lives here in Kansas City. And we knew about this, and we were coming to see her. So I just spent the money and just bought a booth here. And, 
he had went out to Home Depot and bought a whole bunch of two-by-fours for, like, a little bit of nothing. And so he was signing them and selling them for 75 bucks. Wow. And people were buying them because they were like, oh, my God, I got him nugging. It's not a big deal, but I know that the wrestling guys, oh, my God, they go nuts. And there are some wrestling guys. Like, when, when I went to meet Ric Flair a few years ago, yeah. I was I was like the little girl on Ed Sullivan screaming at the top of my lungs. I I'm I'm a mark. I'm marked out for Ric Flair. Wow. But but there's some of these where it's like like with Jim Duggan, you know, Kenny runs over there and he's like, Oh my god, Jim Duggan, Jim Duggan and I walk up there and I'm thinking, Okay, this isn't that big of a deal to me but I always try to disarm these guys instead of walking up and going, Oh, oh you know, hacksaw, you know, whatever. I walked up to him and I go, oh, my God, it's a great Jim Duggan cosplay. He starts laughing because he's he's in the little comic. He's in the comic book world. He knows that, you know, cosplay is where they dress up like whoever. So he starts laughing and it's not a big deal. And then it kind of breaks the ice and everybody starts talking and we have a good time. But there's a lot of these guys. They go freaking super nuts. Um, there is a group which they, they go to these comic cons and they're the R2D2 builders. And what they've done is they have formed this group where it's all these people who have, they've downloaded plans off of the internet, I guess, somewhere and they build their own R2D2 units. Mm. Mm. It is the craziest deal. And they talk about all the various things and, and they've, they've built these various ones. Like there was this guy last year that had one that was black and yellow and it looked like the, it was, it was like the old, uh, Batman TV series R2D2. Mm. And he had little buttons on his control board where he would play the old Batman theme, the na 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 na. And it would make the various noises, or it would have Michael Keaton's sound effect where he would go, "I'm Batman." And <laughs> it's wow. like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I'm like, how much goddamn money did you spend? <laughs> You know, it's like, man, that's quite of an expensive hobby. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, but there are hobbies. I mean, there's more hobbies than, uh, I mean, hobbies have changed. Hobbies were always there. There used to be a hobby shop on, in, uh, in my neighborhood. I mean, and then it was just a shop. The guy made a damn good living for a long time with a hobby shop. And, uh, I mean, hobbies were different, but, uh, I guess there's always been people, uh, you know, well, yeah, there's, there's comic book stores yeah. and all sorts of things. Like, like there's a comic book store here locally that, like, uh, way back in the day, uh, my neighbor, who we uh, uh, affectionately referred to as Gary the Indian Guy, uh, he started some beans on his stove, and then he went to the comic book store and played <laughs> Magic the Gathering. And then he did never come back, and nearly the apartment building burned down. <laughs> There's one of those side stories. This is the GE Jaguar show you're listening to, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like you it's like you always say. When the doors open, 
Don't close them. Just lean them. Just, just right. lean them shut. No, this is Cattolo Chronicles, <laughs> and uh, the jigs the jigs with me. When when did we start doing this? When did this become like law that we do uh, the beginning of the year? When when did this uh, happen? Did you make this up? Like, I think you made it up. I think it was like two or three years ago. Oh, I think it was longer than that. I don't think it was just two or three. I I, I don't know. I just I, I remember. Last year I was I was cello, I was looking at my list. You here. were sick last year, and then you had to come back. Later, yes, right? and then I came back, and I was celebrating the downfall of all these people that uh, were getting their getting fired in radio and TV. And yeah, I thought we'd talk. I guess most you... of them are all back working again. <laughs> Why? Who's back? What, what do you mean? What, who's back working? Who is fired? Where, where do you work anymore in radio? Um, one of, one of the people that. And I shouldn't I shouldn't celebrate his demise because I'm kind of a, a mark for him. But Man Cow out of Chicago, he was working at a place called The Loop in Chicago. He was doing you know morning zoo radio. Yeah, Man Cow, I remember you. Talking. And and they the the company just sold the station out from underneath everybody. To that's a, not new. That's not a new thing. You know that. And and they got rid of Man Cow. And I thought, okay, well, Man Cow's done. He's you know out of there. Well, fairly recently, an AM station in Chicago brought him back to do serious morning radio, but he's still man-cow. Like, the first day that he was on the air, he mailed himself in a box to the station. What? What? It's like, you, you, you watch... The videos that WLS will put up on Facebook of, of Man Cow, and it's like, he just, it's like he's stuck in the late 80s, early 90s radio, and it's like, dude, the world's passed you by. <laughs> okay, but what is the, what is the new Millennium Radio? Who, who is the hottest thing now in anything? Is it, is it, and then those, if you want to be a, a, on radio, do you, do you have to suddenly turn into uh, this uh, conservative news guy or, uh, because you want I that audience? Well, and, and, and that's, that's something else. That's, that's the that's, audience. So there's no, who's the audience? The a lot of the conservative news guys are out of the picture. Like, for instance, Michael Savage, uh, used to do a three hour afternoon show. Where is he? I haven't, seen. now he's been regulated to doing a daily podcast. Oh, so he's not, they, he got rid of his, uh, they got rid of his, uh, rid of his, his stuff. And then fairly recently, uh, I think it was last week, somebody sent a terroristic threat to one of the restaurants that I guess he frequents. So he's went into hiding now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Michael Savage left. I figured he was still, uh, he's just still it, in there. But I mean, like Glenn Beck, he just recent. I thought Beck was done. I thought he was out of there. I thought we were done with. He's Glenn on Beck. tour, isn't he? He's doing a. He's something. And now he's doing this tour, and then he merged with hmm. Mark Levin's really? digital TV thing. Oh, that's see, had, that's like, it. Wait a second, though. But the merging—that <laughs> means trouble. Well, yeah, you know, but merging. I, I, I just, I, I think that you've either got to be a. Crazy conservative news guy, or you got to be one of these uh, Latino DJs that is on, on the all Spanish stations. So they're they're really hot. The old they get time? to say whatever the hell they want because they're saying mm. it in Spanish. The FCC is not bothered to listen. Mm. So if you know a little bit of Spanish mm. and you know the Spanish cuss words mm. and you listen to Spanish radio and you're like, oh my god, he said that. Well, yeah, because nobody's paying attention to that. 
But in in uh, in generic uh, American AM radio, it's uh, it's what it's just. Everybody talk. wants to be Rush Limbaugh. It's just yeah, talk. Everybody huh? wants to be Rush, and that's like getting hired in radio. They're they're waiting on Rush Limbaugh to walk through the door. Hmm. That they're doing. They're waiting on Rush and Hannity to give up their millions. So they can move to Iowa. It's not a, uh, it's not an audience that has a, a lasting, uh, I was just talking about generations before. That generation that is on, I mean, they're living longer, but that generation is on their way out. Oh, they're on their way out like nobody's business. Like, uh, for instance. Where's radio going to go from there? I was talking, uh, uh, with Bob Hunter, um, the other day. We were, Filling out, getting the hotel rooms and everything lined out for the for the Vegas trip. And one of the things that we were talking about was all these old people, like you were just saying with radio, where they all have just decided, I'm not going to play that game, so we're going to just take everything back to the 1950s. I don't know why we're taking everything back to the 1950s, but what we were talking about was they're getting a lot of the a lot of the local stuff here in Kansas and the surrounding Midwest area, they're wanting to do a lot of wind energy. So they're wanting to put wind farms up. And wow, all wow, old, you're a real red state, and they're going for a new... There's, uh, there's all these old people that are just flat wow. out crossing their arms and saying, no, we're not having it. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> it's like, well, you can, wow. you can try to put the... You, you know, you, you, you can kind of, you, you, you can kind of say, no, we're not going to do it, but at some point, you're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like with radio, it's like, they want Rush and Hannity and all these guys, but it's like, once they leave, who do you have? <laughs> well, they're also, you also, you also have to remember that, uh, they're, these, they're not just listening uh, to radio, they're also watching Bewitched. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, uh, that guy's not going to get into a debate with people. Did he talk to you anymore? <laughs> That's what he sent me. He sent me an email. He says, I'm not going to get into a debate yeah. with people. I well, don't do debates. Did, uh, did you air that? Oh yeah, I aired okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> that was our New Year's show. <laughs> oh, cool. That might, yeah, that's, uh, uh. I told Erwin about it when I when I talked to him. I said, "Hey, I got um, I got that guy together, the the, the vintage TV guy, and I got Catullo together, and we were and we did a New Year's show." And he goes, "Oh my God, how did that go? I bet that was fantastic because Frank is a treasure." And you know, he was just putting you over. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Didn't really go as expected." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What?" And I said, "Halfway." through maybe not even halfway through the show, maybe 10 minutes in the vintage TV guy hung the phone up and said, I'm out of here and left. And he goes, well, what did Frank say? And I said, he didn't really say anything. <laughs> I said, we were having a discussion and he goes, so the vintage TV guy hung up on you and Frank. And I said, yeah. And he goes, Ah, screw that guy. We can get somebody else. You don't need to. <laughs> it starts burying the guy. <laughs> it's, it was, I mean, you know, it wasn't even an intention. You know that. Anybody who heard it knew that. In fact, he would, if he'd have stayed on, okay, we would have gotten into 
we would have gotten into what I think is truly classic TV, and it's not, you know, the stuff he was writing about. Not yeah. that I would put it down, because I didn't put it down, right? No, I, sure. But, I mean, you know, we didn't even get to the point with this. I mean, may, maybe he doesn't know that much about it, but, you know, we did, We could talk about uh, Bilko, Sergeant Bilko, and, uh, oh, and uh, Car 54, where are you, Car you know? Car 54, yeah. where you? know, are some you? of these absolutely yeah. terrific uh, uh, shows that were... That were the training grounds for guys like Neil Simon, you know, the great, uh, great writers and people. Oh my God, excellent. But, stuff. but what did he do? You know, he just, uh, he knew, uh, uh, well, I mean, we don't need to go into that, but he, he, he knew know better. Bewitched and he had a Mary Tyler Moore book he was hawking. And Mary Tyler, we didn't even get right. We could have even talked about that. There was no way that was going to become. <laughs> He didn't give us a chance because of and you know what, Mary Tyler Moore, I don't think, I don't think is on that meaty in, in, I don't think it's on those classic. TV thing. Oh, I, I don't think it is either. So and it's you know too classy. That's why <laughs> those 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 antenna TVs and all that stuff. There is a guy that uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Ron Nut, I think is his name, and he's kind of he's kind of a nut. Um, he has a low power television station in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and that's it, it's one of these. Uh, you know, like 43.1 and 43.2, you know, and all that stuff. Oh, and one of his stations for this low-power, you know, TV deal is one of those antenna TV things. And well, he talks about how, well, that's his audience he's trying to go after. Well, hey, wait a second. Let me ask you, let me ask you a technical question. How is a low-powered station get so uh, early in the band? That's what I've been trying to figure out. That, that's a that's a weird place for <laughs> having no power because that's where all the power is from. You know, the, the lower the the, uh, the I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there just aren't that many uh, low powers. What's the what's the biggest AM station you have? And uh, you have one in Hutch- uh, Hutchinson, or or is it like do you pick uh, we up have like we Topeka? have uh, there's, there's 1150. AM. That's way up there. How how big is that? Uh, uh, there's a I think 1480. There's another one. Well, what's early? What do you have early in the band AM? What do you have on the big stations? Any, uh, any well, endowment? it's 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 Rush and Laura Ingram and Hannity. And so those are all what old Heartbreak or whatever it is. Heart owned by big <laughs> Heartbreak. Well, <laughs> we we did just go through Christmas and they did fire a bunch of people. So yeah, Heart um, Heart. Whatever. I Heart. <laughs> I Heart. Yeah. <laughs> How many channel communications? Oh, clear but, channel. You know. And and what's they the other one? The to I Heart. Sinclair owns a lot of stations now too, right? There is another one that uh, they. I don't know if you've ever seen that video on um, Facebook where they uh, they take the mashup of all the Sinclair stations, yeah. and it's all the different stations around the country, and they are the exact and it's same thing, yeah. Exact same script and it. And like in an echo chamber kind it's of. It's a real political minded, right? It's a real left, a right handed, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, you know, Muslims are getting ready to climb through your window and, and, you know, they're going to raise the, the jihad flag or whatever at the, at the mayor's office. Yeah. It's, it's all that stuff. <laughs> I was at, believe it or not, I was at a convention, but I, I'm, it wasn't a convention, but, you know, every year, the big thing in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, is the farm show, right? Oh, the farm show. And it's free, uh, but, you know, yeah. the parking's expensive, but, you know, they, they get you for parking. Um, and um, uh, that's a very mild 
um, it attracted a lot more of a lot more a couple of generations. I was surprised. I guess people on my uh, on my cross country trip from uh, Kansas to New Jersey last year with Michael Nagy. It was hilarious. We on the highway. Uh, drove past a sign that was an exit for Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I tried I tried to get Nagy to uh, to to take a detour, and I yeah, was just going to pop in. You were going to? He, you said you were coming, and you never came. He was he was all like, "No, no, no! I got to get to Jersey. I got to get to Jersey. I got to get to Jersey." Who in their right mind <laughs> makes oh, it tell you about makes Jersey it a trip. priority to get to Jersey? <laughs> Where did you go in Jersey that it was so important? We went to um, Asbury Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went to. Yeah. Uh, we went when we got there. He's like, uh, nobody in Jersey likes to drive, and I said, okay. Nobody in Jersey knows how to drive. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. Um. So when we pulled the U-Haul over to his house, because mm-hmm. he was he was moving back in with his mom. And he was like, oh, hey, he goes, um, uh, my mom and um, Stacy are going to be there to help us unload the U-Haul. And I said, oh, well, that's nice. And and I didn't know who Stacy was. He's like, oh, Stacy's my friend and, and, and all these different things. So I'm thinking, okay, Stacy. So we pull up and there's his mom who looks like, you know, Carmela from The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And this fat guy with uh, bad hair. Is it important to describe this fellow so disparagingly? (laughs) (laughs) Why? What does that that have to do? Stacy's back there. I said, what? The fat guy? And he goes, he's transitioning. Oh. (laughs) And I said, okay, so how far along is he? And he goes, oh, just the name change. (laughs) Now you got to start somewhere. He was like dad or somebody and he became Stacy. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> and so we get out and we unload everything. Well, apparently they have never unloaded a U-Haul or anything. So we, we pop the deal on the back of the U-Haul and they just all kind of stand there overwhelmed. And I jump up in the U-Haul and start hauling boxes down. And they still just kind of stand there like, oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> and so. We get everything unloaded, uh-huh. and he makes this comment to his mom about, um, we need to go, you know, he's like, you follow follow me in, in my car over to the U-Haul place. We'll drop the U-Haul off, then we're going to go get some pizza, you know, whatever. Because he was all about, he had to get me real New Jersey pizza. Yeah, he was, yeah okay. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, well, where's the U-Haul place at? And he goes, 10 minutes from here. And she goes, 10 minutes? <laughs> We get back in the U-Haul and he goes, see, I told you, nobody in New Jersey likes to drive anywhere. <laughs> hey, if he was moving to his mom's house with all that stuff, you drove back alone? No, he had he had me, uh, originally when he came out, this is another thing. No. This is going to lead into another thing. <laughs> <No, no, God. laughs> when he originally came Man. out here to Kansas, he came out here five years ago because he had met this girl at a uh, at a goth club one night, and she was on vacation, and she worked in McPherson, Kansas. At a goth club. A goth goth club. Is, okay, I want to make sure everybody heard that. A she goth club. QXTs or something. Okay. And he's like, 
so we moved out there. Well, then she, I guess, has moved on or was going to move on or whatever. She had met some guy from Germany or whatever. So she was getting rid of Michael. So Michael was like, well, I'm done. I'm moving back home. And I said, have you been back home in the five years that you've been out here? No. <laughs> I said, well, isn't this your home? <laughs> Not Jersey. And he's like, oh, I'm moving back home, moving back home. So he told me, he goes, well, I'm going to get U-Haul and I'm going to drive back. And I said, okay. And he goes, well, uh, do you want to go with me? And I said, when are you leaving? And he goes, next weekend. <laughs> I go, well, I didn't exactly, I, I don't exactly have the money to just take off like that. <laughs> and he goes, I'll pay for the trip. And I said, okay, well, I'm in. <laughs> so, what, what happened to the Jiggy Jaguar show when you go? Uh... Basically, what I do is I upload um, I upload oh best ofs and I send okay. best ofs to stations and I go, hey, I'm going to Jersey. Okay. So, so, so we go to Jersey. Well, on the way out there, he tells me, he's like, because here in Kansas – it's Subway everywhere. Subway, 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 Subway. You want a Subway can't a freaking sandwich? You got to go to a Subway. Oh, oh, you mean to eat? Okay. Yeah. So he keeps telling me on the way out there, Jersey Mike subs, Jersey Mike subs. It's the greatest thing ever, Jersey Mike's. So we get into Pennsylvania, and he's like, "We we got to go to a Jersey Mike's." So we end up at this Jersey Mike's. And he's like, this is the greatest sub place ever. And he's putting this over. And they've got a giant map of New Jersey that he had to get a photo next to. And then he had to have me get a photo next to it. <laughs> and he's like, Jersey Mike's, they make everything fresh. So <laughs> they're right. standing up there. I said, okay. He goes, well, what are you going to get? And I said, I don't know, what are you going to get? And he goes, a number five. And I don't even remember what a number five was. But I told him, I said, I'm just going to get a meatball sub. And he goes, meatball subs? Nobody in Kansas eats meatball subs. Yeah, that's why it's on the menu. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I have been to many subways, especially in Hutchinson, Kansas, where they – I have went from subway to subway because they run out of meatballs. So yeah, somebody's eating them. Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> all, yeah that's always been on the menu. Uh, so so I get this sub. Well, they had to make everything fresh. They didn't just have meatballs cooked up. They literally had to go find some meatballs, cook them up, get them all ready to go. They had to slice the bread, do all the stuff. Normally, you go to a subway somewhere. It takes you 10 minutes maybe to get out of there total. They've made your sub. You're, you're paid. And you're out of there. We're still at this Jersey Mike's. I'm waiting, and I think we were in there for damn near half hour. Because I don't know if they had to go find wherever they get the meatballs from and, like, kill whatever they made the meatballs from. I, I don't know. But he gets me this meatball sub, and so we get back in the U-Haul, and we're headed down the road, and he's like, hey, how is it? And I'm like, it tastes like a meatball sub. <laughs> I wasn't that impressed with yeah. Jersey. But we get to Jersey, and we go out to the ocean. He has to take me out to the ocean. Oh, my God, the ocean. Now, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. There's no lights out there. It's just water hitting the beach. 
Right. And he's like, see the ocean, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really see the big deal. So then we, <laughs> so then we yeah. he's like, well, we'll come out here tomorrow. I said, okay. So then we go to, he has to go stop by a liquor store because this guy is like, it's a big time alcoholic. I did not know this till this trip. But apparently, in order for him to go to sleep, he has to have, like, five beers. Jeez. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we were sitting in the hotel room on one of these road trips, on one of these nights before we got into Jersey. And I'm sitting there watching TV, and they had kickboxing on, so I'm watching kickboxing. And he comes in there. He's taking a shower. He comes in there. He starts drinking these beers. Well, then at one point, he's like... These guys aren't even hitting each other. So he stands up and he starts like throwing shadow boxing and almost falls over. <laughs> like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so, so we stop off at this liquor store in Jersey and they have weird liquor laws in Kansas where if you're a bar, you can't sell alcohol, you know, to the general public. Like, you know, you can't just sell a bottle of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But if you're a liquor store, you can't be like a bar and serve drinks. It's weird. It's it's okay. strange here. So, among other things, which maybe is part of the reason why I'm still here. I don't know. I, I could be in Dyersburg, Tennessee, of all places. Oh, God. I'm don't not. talk to me about Tennessee. Uh, but <laughs> you know, we don't need to talk about Tennessee. Yeah, so, so um, we go to this bar that's like a liquor store. And it's a liquor store like a bar kind of thing. And we walk in, and he goes over and grabs some beer. And there's these people singing karaoke. And I start laughing my head off. And we go out, and we get in the car, and we drive away. And I go, of course. Of course that's what they were singing for karaoke. We're in New Jersey, of all places. And he's like, and he's like, so? And he didn't, he didn't get the joke. And what they were doing was they were singing Bruce Springsteen. Sure. <laughs> I thought this was funny to me, but he, he didn't get it. So the next day, he's like, we got to go to a bagel shop. Oh, my God, we got to go to a bagel shop. This is the greatest thing in the world. You've got to have a bagel. So he's all freaking out about a bagel. I've never had a bagel. I don't understand the bagel thing. You never had a bagel before you never, went? Never had a bagel. They don't have bagels out there? They've got bagels out here, but you just I really don't, don't understand oh, the okay. bagel. Oh, okay. Great. So he takes me in there. Well, on the way in there, he says, "You're now, people in New Jersey talk really fast, so you're going to have to keep up. And I said, okay. You know, I just, okay. So we go in there, and we're waiting in line. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where they had the soup Nazi. Sure. <laughs> it was like the soup Nazi. Mm-hmm. You, she, you would move forward, and she would get your order, and then she would move you to the side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I was listening to her have interaction with people. And it's not, it's like you and I having interaction right now. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you're calling it interaction. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm listening to this story and I'm, 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 wait, the first thing I'm wondering is, you guys are friends? <laughs> well, that's it. So, so we're, we're, we're conversing. Yeah. Get up there to the counter and, she goes, uh, so, so what do you have? And so Michael, you know, orders his bagel. And then he goes, oh, and by the way, James here is, uh, Jiggy is not from the area. He is from Kansas. 
And this is his first time in Jersey. And he's making a real big deal out of this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she breaks into an Andrew Dice Clay routine. She goes, oh, so, oh, so, so it's your first time in, it's first time in Jersey. So, 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 so what do you have? And all the, <laughs> like, oh my God, is she what? gonna <laughs> put a what? cigarette in her mouth and smoke it? What, why, wait, 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 what does Andrew Dice Clay have to do with, why would you associate with that because you're from Kansas? I, I guess. Why? Uh, I don't know. But all of a sudden she starts doing this thing where she's like, eh, and I'm like, Pfft. Okay, whatever. And and at one point she's like, I bet you're not a Kansas anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I want to have a conversation, not a bit. So I order my thing, and then she, they tell us to go sit down. And then as soon as we were out of line, she was out of her gimmick, and she was back to talking to the next person going, well, sir, what can I get for you? <laughs> hey, at what point did this trip go wrong? I'm thinking probably the middle of the note. <laughs> well, man. This is Catola Chronicles. The Jiggy Jaguar is with us, and he is just loaded for bear when it comes to these recollections. He is, uh, he's been dying to tell these stories, and he hasn't told them on his show. Tell everybody when you're on, because I don't even know anymore. Um, I am at jiggyjaguar.com. Right. That is J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R.com. Right. Um, Pretty much podcasts anytime, mm-hmm. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard Eastern. Okay, so you're on, you are on live, right? Oh yeah, we're on live, yeah. Yeah, you're on, when? Give the live stream, I've got everything going. When is the live stream again? 2 Central, 3 right. Eastern, yeah, okay. 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard. Okay. But, uh, so then we get down to this bagel shop. <laughs> we're back in like, Jersey, are we? You're still in Jersey now? He's like, we, we gotta go to the beach. Okay, now you go to the beach, but it's nighttime? Like, okay, we're going back to the beach. Oh, going I, back. I don't understand why this is such a big draw to everybody. Oh my god, the beach. Cause like when I told my mom that I was gonna go out there, she's like, oh my god, you've gotta go see the ocean. I'm like, what? It must be, it must be because it's the, you know, you live in Kansas, it's uh, your land uh, locked, and uh, it's the Atlantic Ocean, right? Because so you don't get a chance to see the Atlantic Ocean. I'm assuming, so we go out there. You're assuming? No, believe me, it's the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) You don't have to assume. (laughs) Wow, you people from Kansas, hey, what's wrong with you guys? Go ahead. (laughs) I assume. assume. (laughs) Jesus, go ahead. So... He tells me, he goes, everybody in Jersey doesn't like to play by the rules. And he's like all excited. I'm like, okay, whatever. So as we're walking up there, there's this giant sign that says, you know, no surfing, no this, no that. And we get over this bridge, this hill, 15 dudes in wetsuits surfing. (laughs) He looks at me and he goes, see, I told you nobody likes to obey the rules. (laughs) And that's supposed to impress you? I guess. I've always kind of had the attitude of, I kind of want to play by the rules, except like when I'm getting, when I'm ratting porn people out on Twitter and getting my press passes revoked. But. Who'd you rat out? <laughs> I want to move on. I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, uh, I don't want to upset or corrupt this marvelous coast to coast story. The, 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 the Jersey story. <laughs> the story yeah. With no, what? That, that's it. Zachary. That's oh, that's it. So, and then you he, went back and. Put me on a plane and I oh, flew back. Oh, you flew Kansas. back. Okay. Right. Um, you know, I was stranded at the, uh, the, well, I wasn't stranded, but I, I was at the, uh, I think it was the. 
Houston airport or something. I was there for like several hours, so I made this video of me riding an escalator up and down and put it up on YouTube. It was gets kind of strange. But, how's, um, how's Jay? Jay actually is doing very well. She is fantastic. She is. I'm going to see her. I believe next. Sunday when we have Craig Leaner show up. All the way oh, from Craig's California. coming like next week, right? Yes. Uh, have DJ Spawn here. It'll be all sorts of fun. Isn't she on with you every day? Aren't you on every day? Oh, yeah, but she's only on with me on the Sunday show. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, oh my God. I couldn't stand her every day. I shouldn't say that. Whoa. But, uh, <laughs> Whoa. Especially not in public. <laughs> Whoa. A few years ago, we went to the um, the ABNs in Vegas, the the Adult Entertainment Expo, as they call it, the AEE, and there was this pro wrestler there by the name of Rikishi, who was signing autographs. Wrestlers and porn stars. Now, yeah, and 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 once in a while, uh, a lone a lonely writer like Craig Leaner. Yes. And the rest yes. are. Well, is the wrestling uh, the wrestling world uh, doing very well? Uh, I, I guess it's doing well enough for them to start another, there's another rival wrestling promotion being started by the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, of all people. <laughs> you know, by the way, I don't know much about uh, wrestling, but I've done a few shows about, you know, the Connecticut uh, thing back in, when I was a kid back in uh, New York. That's, that's New York. by the way, that's by the Atlantic Ocean. And okay. The original Nature Boy was a guy named Buddy Rogers. Buddy so, Rogers, that's right. Right. Hey, I know a lot of the. You know, I I know some of these things. Yeah. But uh, so when you mentioned Nature Boy, that that's Portland. what I that's what I thought about. But that's... who who is uh? Once in a while, I turn on the. I don't know. They're just all sorts of different uh, shows. I like I like girl. I like the girls wrestling. The girls wrestle the divas or the women's wrestling. Or yeah, man, they oh. they really learn their stuff. They they they're you know supposedly uh there's there's an indie show that fairly recently they uh they had these two women wrestling and and I'll I'll have to send you the link to this clip cuz it's quite outrageous but uh this woman is brawling with this other woman at ringside and all of a sudden she reaches into her tights and she pulls out what is believed to be a used tampon and she shoves it into the mouth of her opponent Hey, you know, you got to get attention these days, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. But uh, but this wrestler, Rikishi, was signing autographs at the porn convention and had a booth. And I thought, well, let's get an interview with him. And so his advisor or manager or whatever. Had you known him before this? No. Oh, okay. Not, I had not talked to Rikishi, no. Right. And... Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, 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 well, this was on Wednesday. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you something, we'll get you something. Just come back tomorrow. So then the next day, I went right over there, you know, and, and, and in, a, in a roundabout way, I went over there like a bad cold every day. And, <laughs> and, so, and so I went over there every day. Well, come Saturday, he finally tells me, he goes, oh, you know, we called Vince McMahon, and Vince isn't going to let him do any interviews. And I'm like, I know that's bullshit. <laughs> because, uh, first of all, if Vince McMahon knew that he was at a porn convention, ah. <laughs> that wouldn't go over well, first off. Uh, so he had the WWF or the WWE logo on his banner. Hmm. And it was, and because he, he's in their Hall of Fame and everything. 
And he was promoting the fact that, oh, he's, you know, blah, 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 and he's in the Hall of Fame and all this stuff. And so I took a photo of that, and I tweeted it out, and I tweeted it to Vince McMahon. And I said, I thought your company was family-friendly. Why is one of your guys who's in the Hall of Fame at the porn convention? Well, someone from the porn industry apparently seen that come across their Twitter feed reported that to the uh, ABN people, and the next year when I applied for press credentials, they immediately sent me a letter that said I'd been denied. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? So I call up my contact at the ABN, and it was so funny because it was like the phone rang once, and he picks up the phone, and he goes, I know why you're calling. Check your email. I can't talk to you right now about it. <laughs> wow. And so he had sent me the tweet. And he goes, apparently you sent this out. Someone seen this. Sent it to my boss. I can't do anything about this. It's out of my hands. But he goes, if you play nice and don't do anything that's stupid this year, at least stupid porn related, <laughs> he goes, would probably be able to get you to come back the next year. So I played ball and didn't do anything stupid porn-related. And then we went and did the Exotica thing, and I talked to all these various porn people and had, you know, the porn Skypers and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I went ahead, and when they opened up the press thing, I applied. And much like it happens usually around Christmas time, the day after Christmas, they send out the... Uh, notifications that they've approved you and so i got my notification that said i'd been approved and i'm like yes i'm back in the mix i'm so, a good boy <laughs> so yeah they you think that you know they would uh, they would want every uh, little bit of you know publicity they could get well they have a they they have a really weird way of looking at certain things mm -hmm. like uh ron jeremy <laughs> Ron Jeremy is still banned. Yeah, he's infamous. All these conventions because he supposedly inappropriately touched some girl. Yeah, I've heard uh, there's been some years ago, yeah. and so he's banned from all these events. That's like um, there is a woman who I I don't know how the hell I got to be good friends with her, but she makes erotic soaps. Okay. <laughs> And she had a booth at the Exotica in Denver last year, and she had these um, Ron Jeremy pillows that she was selling. And she was talking about how she really liked Ron and all this stuff. And she goes, I'm a big fan of Ron, and I'm friends with him. And she goes, we tried to get him to come out here. And I said, what? And she goes, yeah, we were going to just hire him to come sit at our booth. And when Exotica found out about that, they're like, we don't mind you paying for a booth space. We don't mind you being here, but you can't have Ron Jeremy at your booth. <laughs> so, it's, it's a weird world. <laughs> a real weird world. You, who, who do you, who do you have, uh, uh, coming up? Have you heard from Erwin Zucker? I did hear from Erwin. I haven't he actually, heard from Erwin in ages all of a sudden. He just stopped. He called, uh, me, he called me on Tuesday, and he said that his wife, I guess, has been dealing with some problems. Oh, and so he's, been, wow. he's been not 
with it for a while, mm. but he said that uh, he was like, so do you need two people for Tuesday? And I said, yes. If you could get me a few people, we'll be good to go. And he's like, okay, I'm working on this one, and uh, I, I know she'll do it. And if she doesn't, screw it. I'll get somebody else. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a giant. I love Irwin. He's yeah, he's a giant. Beast. I love the guy. He, uh, uh, But yeah, I haven't heard from him. Um, I always thought you and him doing a show about New York would be uh, legendary. <laughs> he does. I uh, didn't know he would do anything I, himself. Well, I, I, I've gotten him to kind of do some stuff in the past and, and I always thought when I turned you on or him on to you or vice versa that, uh, at some point it would lead to you and him sitting around mm. talking about New York because well, he's originally from that area and. Yeah. Well, you know me, I, I, I got over the years, I get as many. Uh, you know, uh, uh, please invite me as you do because there's so many people out there. Who are, you know, but I, Never you know me, I, I've turned down just tons of them because that's not what my show has all been about. But he, you know, he, uh, he just came up with the guy. I just felt like finding some other, maybe there's other interesting people I've, I've missed here and there. And he gave me a couple of interesting ones. I've turned down a couple too. But Very you know, first guest that I, that he booked for me and this was, God, maybe 2010, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was before that, but he, I'd gotten a hold, he'd gotten a hold of me somehow, or, or he had, he had a guy working for him by the name of Brad Butler, who used to book shows for him. And Brad would book me various people. And then one day he's like, Oh, my boss, Irwin's going to call you next week. He's got this client he wants you to book. You've got to have her on. She's the greatest, you know, starts putting this over to me. And I said, okay. So when Irwin called me, he booked me the widow of Charles Bronson. Wow. Yeah, he does. He has those. Uh, yeah. And so she comes on and we had a real good conversation. I'm sure. About yeah. half hour. Yeah. She was great. But then all of a sudden he starts booking all these and they're they're great people. But it's like the connections, right? The connections the to connection people, right? Weird. Like I had the uh, the head of security for Sammy Davis Jr. on one time. <laughs> but once in a while, about how Sammy, I guess they stayed in the hotel in Vegas, like you know, decades ago or whatever, when Sammy was getting going, and they had told him that well, there was a couple. I guess there was certain floors that Sammy couldn't go on. Mm -hmm. He couldn't stay on because, well, you know, he was a certain way. <laughs> and the security guy was like, he's black, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, all this. and he was like, well, if, if, if Sammy can't stay in your hotel, I can't either. But he does come up with, once in a while, he'll come up with someone who was a friend of someone who was uh, really, um, I would say this, almost like underground it wasn't, you know, like someone really big. Like he told me, hey, this lady knew, uh, knew Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. A lot I had of the, uh, the, the woman who wrote a book about Lucille yeah. Ball's best friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you like, know. A few weeks ago, I had the wife of uh, Howard Keel on. Whoa. I I, that name. Yeah, absolutely know Howard Keel. <laughs> Uh, he was married to Ida Lupino for ages. Judy, Judy Keel, and uh, she 
she's you know with it she's i think she said she was like 97 or See, something. i've had a lot of kids i've had a lot of kids on uh through uh chris costello uh oh know, yeah uh, yeah that's, kids that's and relations to older to uh passed away uh, comedians and uh and actors but uh, but once in a while, uh, he comes up with one, uh, who's connected to somebody who's so obscure, only I know this person. You know, it's like, but, however, however, sometimes these obscure people, you know, are really are, uh, embedded in some, uh, faction of, uh, movie history. And it, you know, you, I, and I like that because I would rather have that than somebody who's like, you know, three degrees, uh, short of, uh, you know, Cary Grant. As I got a good guy, I tell you, this guy, uh, one time he was crossing the street, you know, he fell over, and Cary Grant, fell over, like, you know, Cary Grant, Cary Grant picks him up, saves his life, guy's got a book on it, reads Great Talker. That's right. Something like that. And I am yeah, not making fun of, if you, Erwin, I am not making fun of you. I'm I am, I have had PR Trying to impress you. In the past, I have had PR people that have called me that are like, well, you know, this, this guy, you know, had has some hair from <laughs> he got it out of a brush and uh, You know, this is very much like cuz it's very much like what happened with the music. Hour. <laughs> the the digital world has also affected publishing and I know this and I like firsthand because I've been working on a project and my agent has been this you know, there's different it's different the publishing world is so different now. Uh, so all these people, and you know, I mean, I've uh, published stuff myself, but you know, when you're looking for a, a real publisher, uh, you know, for something that's going to be a deal, uh, you've got to go a whole different route. The point is oh. that so many people have published self-publishing and stuff that uh, they have to want, they have to come on to places like this, and uh, I guess they get on local, some local places uh, for talking, right? So, so you, there's a swarm of people. Um, there is a there is you bring up self publishing. There is a guy who uh, he goes by the name of Richard Kurtz. He has a company called Strategies PR, and him and his wife do a self publishing weekend. They do like this little seminar weekend called the La Jolla Writers Conference. Uh oh, and. They've got all these writers coming in, and they have well, they their, have a lot of would be writers. They don't have a lot of writers. That's the thing, right? Don't they? I mean, you're talking about some place that says you know you could pub, you could be a writer, you could publish, come, and we'll tell you what the story. Uh, essentially, that's that's okay. kind of what it is. But I mean, like he was telling me that the first year that they did that, they had their keynote speaker was, uh, and this kind of blew me away because I'm a big mark for this guy because I remember when he used to be on the show Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. But he had Stephen J. Canal out there, Canal or whatever you want to call the guy. Yeah. And, oh, uh, is he a big? Was he a a, a well published, soul selling author? He was, he was, I guess, a big TV. He sold a lot of stuff to TV. Oh, okay. And he was the guy that at the end of every TV show that he would produce, he was sitting at the typewriter. Oh, oh, that oh. guy. Wait, okay. I'm not... that guy. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that guy <laughs> on some shows. And, I don't, I, yeah. And he was talking to me, he was, when, when Richard and I were talking, he said, you know, we had Steven out there and he said there was, there was, he had a couple handlers or whatever with him. And after a few of his different seminars that he would do, 
all these different writers wanted to talk to him and wanted to get autographs or whatever. And a lot of these handlers would just be like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And several times he would stop them. And he was like, if a writer wants to talk to me, they can have as much time as they need with me. And so he would talk to all these different writers and would give them all sorts of different things. And I I just thought that was nice because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these guys that are just like, Oh, I got to go. My guys are shoving me out the door. I got to go. But you know, there was a, you know, there was a time when uh, people used to say, uh, you know, I got a novel in me. You know, he's on those people. He's like, yeah, sure. You know, everybody's got at least one novel in them. That's a bunch of baloney. And, but says that to me all the time. Who? It's like, everybody's got yeah. at least one book in them. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, that's absurd. I'm gonna start writing your book. That's but, what these, but these days, you know, because you can self-publish and because you could toss anything on, on Amazon and because you get 70%, you, yeah, you get 70%. If you sell, but how many are you gonna sell if you don't have the machine behind you? But everybody thinks they can write. Just like, you know, when the MP3 thing started, everybody thought they could uh, produce and write and songs, right? I mean, everyone was a musician. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then everyone was a writer and then everyone is a, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's not true. <laughs> it's, and, uh, but anyway, um, and, and now, but nobody's, uh, in radio. That, that's what happened. And you know that too. Look at all the people who thought they could be in radio. Hey, how's your pal? I haven't heard from him because I don't write to him or respond. <laughs> I don't respond or do anything, but he recently got in touch with me a while back saying, it's coming back. The show, you know, his show. And oh, I, uh, you know what I'm our, talking our, our about. Buddy, the yeah, the one and only <laughs> Phil. I haven't heard anything out of him in ages. Yeah, I, the last thing I heard it was like, yeah, you know, it's just ridiculous. I, I, last I, I knew he was, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was trying to do something. Another to do something, and then he was upset that Art Bell had died <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, let's uh, see here. Let, let, me, let me do a. Let's see. The DAS is on. Uh, he's on Twitter somewhere. Last last time mm-hmm. he sent out a tweet was in 2009, and it says, "I just signed up to Twitter." Yeah, he fi- he finally gave up trying to get in touch with me because <laughs> I just wouldn't. You know, I don't even do. Uh, I only. I don't even do Facebook as much or at all anymore. Whatever. Apparently, four months ago, he did a show for Blog Talk Radio. There you go. Yeah, that must be the one he went. It's back on. Big deal. I don't know what I'm you know. Lie from my mind to yours. Yeah. Tune in, call <laughs> it. Let's talk. And you know when I like <laughs> he was. You know when he did nothing and he just had that stupid little. What was that stupid little thing? The, a little text to speech thing that he had. Nobody had. He, he had a part. He had a a, a, a sidekick. A, what was the name? A little machine? Was he a machine or a strange? Yeah, Eggman. Or yeah, Eggman, Eggman. Like, Eggman. You know, like, Eggman. When, when Eggman. I, it was like, dance, it's coming. You know, when, when, when I. It was like, I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break. In the beginning, he was just funny because he did nothing. But, and I thought that was great. But then he tried to do things. And then, you know, when he, when he. And the one guy. And, and, and I know that he I hung to... up on him the last time I was on anything because he was with this partner and they were doing that, you know, right wing thing and attacking me. And so well, I, I, that well, was the last guy time. was fascinated by the, by, as you call him, the DAS. Um, is Ian Clay, our good old buddy Ian. Ian, Clay. yo, wow, good old Ian. I, I got him on. <laughs> fascinated I, by yeah. him. 
because he was when he was when he did he was at one point he was actually okay i don't know what went went right with him he didn't even understand his own brilliance you know so he went on doing all that other stuff and going on this show and that show and then and then uh like i said then he got he was with this guy and they were both you know, he'd left all the weird stuff because that wasn't happening. The art right, bell. Right wing. Yeah, thing. yeah. And he started with this show about, you know, I had this guy and I got on just to help him out. Maybe I'd bring a couple of people over and they guy just started, they started ragging at me and it was like, I don't, you know, I need this crap. So I left, you know, that was it. I was, I was really pissed at that. That it was, was like, 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 like an Ed Till thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't even get a chance to tell anyone how I feel about anything, and they attack me, just like the, you know, just like the, uh, God, I'd like, like to know more about Elizabeth Montgomery, the hell with Bewitched. This is Catolo Chronicles. We're, we're running, uh, we're running out of time. I don't want to talk all night to you. I, let's leave a little early because it's very cold where I am right down here. So what do you say, uh, yeah, why don't you- Are you out there in that, uh, are, are you still out in that bunker or whatever that you had on YouTube several years ago? That YouTube video? No, they, but no, they, 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 they took that away from me. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the state of Pennsylvania condemned it, and I think I had something to do with that. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in, a, I mean, I've been in, out of that location for a while, but, uh, uh, and I lost my crew. That's why there's been no, you know, I go to my doctors and my doctor says, well, you know, my doctor, I know my doctor pretty well. This is a small town. Uh, how small is it, Frank? Well, it's so small that the track team walks, but anyway, that's fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so small. The track team walks. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that, uh, you know, my, even my doctor says, when are you going to do some more Cotolo Chronicles? They like the, they like the videos, but. Oh, the videos are great. This, this one yeah, that I was talking one, about, no I just looked it up on YouTube. There's it no was done ones. 10 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how we I were doing that? place, a rare look at the broadcast center for Cotolo Chronicles. I think Chronicles. that was the first one we did, and then we did some more funny ones, but anyway. And there's, uh, 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 the one that my, that, that me and my mom just love watching is the one with you and the guy in the hand. Where you go places oh. and the hand keeps They want money. Up. Everybody wants money. I want some money. I want some money. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a... You're that sitting was... at the restroom and the hand just shows up out of nowhere. And you're like, how did you get in <laughs> that was a That was a fun little thing. And well, then there was the one... Uh, was it a tennis thing? With my, yeah, with my youngest son, boy, when he was a little guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of good ones there too, and they still get. There's, there's always the one that 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 a lot of people, whenever I bring up your your videos, they always uh, talk about the one where you go <laughs> Catolo meets Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, the one where, yeah, yeah, where, during that was uh, during the uh, Obama campaign, yeah. Obama rally. It was like that it, was it's fun. Sitting, October twenty ninth, two thousand eight. Wow, right before the election. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's when I had, uh, you know, uh, I had a film, my, uh, Bill Bostic went on to, uh, to, he has his own business now, local news thing and stuff. So he's a busy guy. Uh, and we just stopped doing them. I was going to do, I'm trying to think of doing a couple with my son. Cause you know, my son, do you ever hear of a guy named Brute Force? Yes. Well, my son, Ray, the youngest guy, uh, ju- uh did a, uh, video of, uh, Brute's, uh, of one of Brute's tracks. And, uh, Brute loved it. He asked, was gonna, I mean, and he, Brute asked my son to do a, um, another, a video with him 
Because he's still out there, believe it or not. Brute force is still out there. Um, so, but my son, uh, you know, did it, is 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 a uh, brute force to sit on a sandwich? Yeah, is that's that, it. Yeah, if you go to if you go to YouTube and you look for <laughs> looking at that right now, Ray Catolo is that the one with Ray Catolo? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the one. Uh, ago. He did that for uh, uh, for a school project, and then got in touch with Brute, and Brute loved it, and he's uh, you know, been, but. Uh, the point is, I was going to use, I was gonna, my, but my son is so busy. I mean, he work, he does, he works, and he does, uh, uh, you know, he's in college. So, uh, but I'm saying I was going to do some. We had an idea to do some videos together because he's really good with the editing and the thing. I don't, I don't. Oh, he's got the, uh, he's got the green screen thing going. Oh, he's he's to, to sit on a sandwich is a is a great fun video. If you get a chance to watch oh, it, and Lord, post it. I, I've been messing with the, I've started messing with the green screen stuff. Mm. Good Lord, that's a circus. I don't want to get, you know, I, I don't even, you don't even do sound <laughs> anymore. He's, but it looks like he's mastered it just looking at this stuff. Oh, he's terrific. He does, yeah, he's terrific. Uh, yeah, uh, pass that one around. Well, you know, we've been off to end early. We just have to end because we're, we're up to that point there. So let, let's get out of here because, uh, Dolo. Yeah. Uh, Apparently he has, uh, look at this. He's got, uh, oh, he's, harness updates. He's, sure, sure. He does his own stuff. And, well, and, uh, you know, he's, he's the heir apparent. Uh, when I leave this, it'll still be Catolo Chronicles. He is done. He's the only person who's done a, uh, a prime, you know, regular Catolo Chronicles show that I didn't do. Wow. Two hours. And he did two hours without a, uh, it's somewhere in the archives without a, uh, you know, guests or anything. So he, he can do it. Well, um, how far is your neck of the woods, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to Portland, Oregon? <laughs> it's far. That's, okay. that's far. Okay. <laughs> why, why? Maybe, 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 maybe Chicago. I don't know. Well, well, they're having, they're having exotica in, in Chicago and then they're having it in, uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, or as Tom Likas calls it, Portland, Oregon, yeah, home Port of the other white meat. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure well, out a way to go do all that. Well, so. keep your eyes on thumb. You know, I'm only an hour and a half from Philadelphia. If anything comes up in Philadelphia, let me know. And, uh, Philadelphia. And home we'll of the Flyers. Home of the Eagles. Yeah, well, whoever. I don't know about this. <laughs> Mr. Jaguar, Mr. JJ is on uh, tomorrow at uh, 1, 2, and 3, according to your uh, – Yes. Right? 1, 2, and 3, according to where you live in these United States. And God knows what if you live in England. You'll figure it out. And yep. um, and anything else? Yep. Stuff. Who? Uh, give me, give me, uh, give me an idea. Who's the next uh, guest or two? That. Uh... Uh, oh well, I've got the sheet right here in front of me. It's good. It's pretty amazing. Tell, tell everybody have, what. I'm going to be up. having on. Uh, Neil. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. This guy named Neil Rogers. Okay, Neil Rogers is an author. What is he? He's an author of a. Uh, he, he believes that all the wind energy is crap. Okay. He's going to debunk it. Oh, another right wing. You get a lot of those guys, don't you? Yeah. Right, right wing guy, and who then else? Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, Jonathan Peitzman, who is a. I'm going to be talking to him on Skype from Australia, and he is a uh, one of these motivational speaker guys. How's you know, Jay? I got to get Jay Itzo. Uh, what right? I, I got to get him. Itzo, the big star. I got to get him back on the show. There's another guy I got to get back on. He's uh, he's a uh, bountiful young fellow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Carolina, I believe, is where he's based. It's uh, it's KJag dot it's JiggyJagwa dot com. It's KJag. I don't know. You've got a whole bunch of radio dot com. Yeah. dot com. I've got the app. Yeah, all you got to do is you know what you do just uh, uh what uh, get Google them, Google them, Bing them, or yes, I am Googleable. And he's all like over. Bob Rizzoli says I am Googleable. Thanks again. Uh, we'll talk before uh, the year uh, ends till next oh, year. Hopefully, oh, yeah. stay. Uh, hopefully, I can maybe uh, maybe we can have you uh, do something with the uh, cl- classic TV guy. He doesn't hang up. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, hey, you know what would be fun if we did a Skype, if we do a Skype thing and somehow uh, uh, record it from, uh, I could be at the AVN thing with you. Can you do a hookup like that? Oh, 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 I might be able to do, you know, you know something. That's an idea, right? Um, You've got Facebook. Uh-huh. We do these, th- and I've been doing it every once in a while, and it seems to have some success. And what you do is you set up a Facebook Live, and I tag you in it. And then it alerts you, and then you can like call in on your phone. On oh, my regular. And they're there in on video. Oh, call in on my phone or do it on on Facebook. Well, basically, what it does is, is it, you go from your Facebook app on your phone, and you're. I like, don't. I don't have. I don't have a smartphone. You. I don't have a smartphone. But might we might be able to do it via a uh, desktop? Maybe. You work it out and you I'll tell work me. I'll let you know. We might run a test this week. Yeah, this will this will this will be fun if I could be there somehow. Uh, another and we. Oh my God, you and Evan Stone, that would be fantastic. Right? Let's let's you figure that out, Jiggy Jaguar. <laughs> now go to bed or do it. What do you what do you get? I know you got to get to do a radio show now, right? No, <laughs> I, I, I pretty much got to do uh, five five thousand hours of radio. Now. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the man, you're the man with me. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Yes, have a good night. Buenos noches. There he goes, <laughs> Jiggy Jaguar. It was a wonderful, wonderful time to be alive here at um, Frank. Um, what? Yeah, it's me, Frank Atola. Man's name is Torrance. The title of the show, and then there's this. Sam. Let's see if it still works. How did it work before? I gotta get it in my head. Wait. I'm out of key. My name is Frank Catola, man. His name is George the title of the show. Thank you, Jiggy. And go to CatolaChronicles.blogspot.com or your Facebook and look for me next week. We'll tell you what's on. And hopefully it'll weather will be good and the technology will hold up and we'll all be there. Good night, Mrs. Ernst, wherever you may be located. Keep listening. Wherever you are listening, uh, support this independent uh, radio, uh, alternative broadcasting. Uh, it's still with, with the originals. And we'll be here. Uh, boy, when you're on with Jiggy, huh? Okay. There you go. Go buy my books at Amazon. Good night, everyone. And... I said goodnight. It could be morning. Who knows when you're like, all right, I'll just leave because I have nothing more to say. <laughs>